Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Tyler G here. And for those of you that collect Mezco, you know it's hard sometimes to get it, uh, pre-order them on the day that they are first released because of how popular that line is in general. They tend to sell out very quickly. And you know that getting them aftermarket uh, could be just as tough, especially with people scalping and raising the prices way more than they need to be. But fear not, everyone, for I have the answer for your Mezco fix. And it is at One Stop Toy Shop on Instagram. And that is one, the number one, stop toy shop on Instagram. Uh, he has a link to his online toy store in his bio there. And it is the same thing, www.onestoptoyshop.com. And if you check out his selection and his prices, you will see he needs to be your answer for Mezco figures and where you need to go because he has them at great prices. If you're in the U.S., the shipping is free, and he gets them to you quick, and his packaging is top-notch. There's no way that there's any mailman or delivery person can damage the box with the way that he packages it. Your, your Mezco figure is safe. He'll get it to you, and he'll get it to you when you need it at a good price. So, again, go follow One Stop Toy Shop and never miss out on a Mezco figure again. Hello and welcome everybody to DC Figures and Collectibles. As of this recording, it is Saturday, March 9th, 2019. And I am Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, Batman F-I-G-S. You could also find it, that I have a YouTube page at Batman T-A-S Figs where I do reviews and show tips on how to build dioramas. And I am joined as always, by my co-host, coming all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England, Scott, how are you doing? Hello, hello Tyler, hello to everybody listening, I'm, I'm doing good, thank you, yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and if you aren't following Scott, you could find him at the.batfan, and yes. you guys are, you and uh, at the Bat Collector, Lewis, are in the middle of a very very cool weekend theme right now the b team b squad yeah yeah I, yeah believe whatever you like sort of theme and just focusing on some sort of fringe members of justice league which has been good fun and also a good challenge because it's like taking pictures of figures that probably perhaps both of us don't feature as much or if ever on the pages so yeah it's been good fun yeah thank goodness for this theme because we finally get to see some really cool Young Justice picks, a really cool Hawkman pick. Yeah, it was weird taking that bit because those same Young Justice figures I've had for a little while. I think I've only ever taken a picture of Robin, but not Kid Flash. So, yeah, it was fun to do that and take a picture of Batman and wait for the right time to use them. So it just kind of slotted into place. Yeah, I'm really liking that Kid Flash figure. Yeah, he looks very cool. Does look very cool. I'm surprised you haven't taken more pics of him. <laughs> yeah, no, I might have to, to be honest, because um, he is very cool looking. I love the yellow suit; it just looks really cool. Now, these are 
they're kind of, I feel like they're new figures because I haven't really seen them that much, but have you yourself gotten anything in the mail yet in terms of new figures? Um, not in terms of figures, no. I've ordered an absolute crap load of figures from um, <laughs> a website called actionfiguresandcomics.com, all one word. So it's actionfiguresandcomics.com. Now they sell um, figures that are in and out of boxes, but they actually take pictures of the item they're selling. It's not like they get a promo pick from online or somewhere. So you get to see all the paints, everything that you're buying. They've got multiple angles on there, but the prices are just crazy. Like they're so cheap. Um, they're based that out is of nice. They're based out of America and their postage isn't extortionate either. So they're a fantastic <laughs> website. I think I bought about 10 figures from them or something like that. So holy crap. Yeah, so the the fantastic website, really really cool. And, I can't uh, wait to see what they are. Yes, there's there's quite a few. There's some Justice League figures in there, and um, Batman figures, and a little uh, there's a, a dark side figure that I've brought from there, which is the um, from Justice League Muscle Line. So there's Ooh. quite a few different ones. Uh oh. That's so basically, you're get, you're about to get some inspiration sent to you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different, a lot of different figures that, um, yeah, certainly going to help with some new photos. Do something different with them. Nice, and you uh, you have extreme sets coming to you. I, well, this is something that um, was pretty incredible. So Simon, who was at Batman the anima- animated fan, um, on Instagram, um, he has sent me two beautiful extreme sets which are the sewer diorama and also the alleyway diorama the first one and they're both amazing i got them yesterday on friday and yeah i've been taking pictures of them all day they're just fantastic and i've got to say a huge personal thank you to him he's he's an incredible guy and check out his page he's got some new beautiful prints for sale which he's kindly sent as well it's beautiful on the wall so yeah check him out fantastic generosity and yeah absolutely love the sets they're fantastic and hopefully someday he will come on the show oh we'd, we'd love that yeah just to talk about so many animated stuff <laughs> so, there's, a, there's oh, we, a lot to cover we probably need about five hours yes we would definitely uh, not be short on topics Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that most definitely not. Um, so, yeah, we might have to do like a three-part series. An ongoing thing. Oh, God, yeah. Not, that, a, big, not a big thing. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, I was actually talking of Batman animated series. Um, I particularly enjoyed your Riddler photo that you did the other day. For, oh, um, thank you. For Riddler's reform. I, I that. That extreme set is one of the most versatile that I've ever seen. That's the bank set, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so brilliant. How many different, like, dioramas have you <laughs> used that for now? It's brilliant. I've used it for so many different sets, and it is. It's absolutely brilliant. I They say it's supposed to be a bank, but I purposely picked it because I wanted it a Wayne Manor-like thing, but it works for so many different things. It honestly does. Because I use it for like the background for uh, the Jack Nicholson DC Essential like Joker, uh, mm. blowing up the guy's head. I've, I've I've used it for a lot of different scenes, so 
that's that's why I'm excited for you about uh, getting the getting some more extreme sets because I can't. That's like the fun. I think that that's part of the fun and seeing the people get it and start posting on their page because it's one thing to see uh, like what Joe said, what he designed it for, but then to see what people come up with. It's a lot of fun to see that. So I can't wait to see what you do with the sewer set. The sewer set's really, really good. I've taken, I've only done one photo of it, but it took ages to do. So um, yeah, I'll upload that probably sometime early this week. In fact, I'll definitely upload it sometime early this week. But, yeah, um, based based on your picture, it's probably going to be if I order 2.0. <laughs> so honestly, yeah, that 2.0 will work perfectly with that original combining them both. It'll look really cool. <laughs> oh, I uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to buy a few yeah. of those sets. A lot of love for extreme sets right now. They're they're just so good. Yeah, I love how we're both going on the journey together as well. Like we both bought in at a similar time, and we we're both buying more at the similar time. Yeah, I <laughs> because they're just so good. It's one thing like people say, like the pictures are cool, seeing pictures and all that, but to have it and actually see what it's like is a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I just think for the price that you pay for them as well, and the amount of use you can get out of them is just, it's just fantastic. I mean, even at the price that you have to pay in the UK for them, it, they're still absolutely brilliant and it's not like you just take a couple of pictures and you're done it, it, the possibilities for it are quite literally endless and combining different sets it's just brilliant yeah like uh one day i wasn't i wasn't trying i wasn't feeling how to do a baby doll picture and i looked at the extreme sets and figure i could make it look like uh i could take the elevator doors and kind of make it look like a mirror from that scene yeah and it ended up working all right because of extreme sets no, yeah, extreme sets are brilliant. Just can't so wait. many options. Can't wait to All right, we gotta we gotta stuff. stop kissing. We gotta stop kissing up to them. They already came on the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that you uh, that you like that. That was one I really wanted to get right. That Riddler shot. It's one of yeah, my favorite no, Riddler. One of my favorite Riddler episodes ever. Yeah, same here. I love the love the Riddler. He's great in that episode. Just brilliant. How Batman's follow all his clues and that, but. That's brilliant. I actually talking of extreme sets. I liked the arrow shot that you did as well, which is um, very strange, liking a CW shot. But yeah, <laughs> oh, that one took forever to get that the bow to stay in his fingers and with the arrow and all that, <laughs> and then to get the lighting well. That was a but that's a fun challenge because, like you've said before, in shooting Mezco, it's kind of different from shooting other figures. Yeah, it is. I, it is. Yeah, and I feel like the soap studios, they're pretty similar. And so for a while, I feel like I've not been not catching it in the right light just just perfectly or just how I would like. And I feel like that's finally a shot that I'm happy with. It's not outdoors, at least. Yeah, I do like that um, shot that you did a lot. Did you use the aerosol as well? Yes. Good. Yeah. But they're good. not sponsoring us, so we can't say anything. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no but that stuff is awesome and if you ever get a chance to get it i definitely would uh i definitely give that just as much praise just as much praise as extreme sets yeah i've never tried it it does look good though it, it does look very good and that shot is a good advertisement for it because it i don't know it gives that kind of that mistiness that um 
that you want for a shot like that. Just I, I don't know. It just works really well. And the CW likes to use the mist to hide the low budget of the sets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some shots fired. I like it. But I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad. No, it also, might as well talk about it. It's, it's sad to see that Arrow's on their last season. Even though they've probably been four or five seasons too long. The first and second season were amazing. Mm. And they did a lot to bring cool uh, superhero stuff to live action. So... Uh, kudos to them. Hopefully, their last season is as good as their first two. But yeah, I'm going to make Scott watch every episode while he's here. I mean, ten seasons is pretty crazy, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's eight. Oh, is it eight? Sorry. Yeah. Eight. But this is the eighth one's going to be like kind of like what Gotham's doing and be a condensed season. So that's good. They're not going to drag it out. No, oh, it's good. They're not going to beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think it'll be the last time we see him suit up as Arrow, though, with all the crossovers that happen. Oh, no, no, no. And then, just for nostalgia reasons, I'm sure he'll come back many different places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he was, he was a good character. I mean, a little copycat of Batman, but who cares? We all love Batman. Oh, yeah, we all we do all love Batman. But, yeah, that was Marvel, a... It's just not Marvel trying to steal DC ideas for once. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because they do uh, love doing that. Yes, they do love doing that. Um, then, uh, in terms of episodes today, I did uh, Two Face or the Second Chance. Yes, that that was a nice um, picture for that as well. How it hit, hides all of his normal face. I, I liked that. It was very clever. I had a a decision to make with this one, and what I was thinking was. Do I do it black and white to try to m- more mimic that scene that you like to talk about from um, the first episode where the lightning goes off and you see just his other side? Yes, a lot. That, that's or go with the color. And it really did look cool, black and white, but I just did a black and white photo, so I refrained. Ah, of course, yeah, yeah, with the Batcave picture. Yeah, so I just held off. Good even though I, I'm going to have to try to more cre- re- recreate that seen in a different way more accurately i guess yeah i do um i do really like that picture though I, you can only see the dark side of harvey denton that's really cool and it's such a sad quote too no it, it is yeah it is and I, I like how we get to in, in that episode see robin work alongside batman a little bit and batman's like no gotta do this on my own but yeah that's yeah. the episode we, we will eventually come to. Yeah, we can't get to. We got we got an episode coming up that we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. But first, Scott, what are we going to talk about right now? Um, well, <laughs> no, this is interesting. How, how do you want to approach this? This is interesting. Okay. So, I saw, I saw a post. I'm not going to say who, uh, who I saw the post from. It was a toy photographer, and he had this long post, and I'm sure if you've been in the toy community for any amount of time, you've seen posts where people say they're going to take a break or they're going to quit for a bit and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. All the time. All the, Yeah, it's pretty frequent, and it, it it's just like, okay. And then 
I mean, it is a bummer if it's someone you know and it's for a legitimate reason. And sometimes it just feels like it's a, a cry for attention. But this one, this one kind of listed out a lot of his reasonings behind why he was wanting to uh, quit and take a break. And I don't know. Do you have them listed out, Scott, word by word? Or I could go off of just memory. Um, I don't have it word by word. Okay. All right, I'll just go off of memory. One of the things, <laughs> one of the things was, uh, well, I'm going to try to look real quick. If I can, can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay. I did. This. I just found it very interesting, though. This, and I don't know what people are going to think listening, but it like it's very strange. You know, I mean, go on. You you have you have the. Yeah, I see it now. And then uh, he said that. He found through this community, through his time on, he doesn't even have, he doesn't have like a huge following. He tells relatively new. I think he like has 370 followers, something like that. And he put that he found out that he doesn't find his happiness in getting the newest toy or getting the newest figure uh, before everyone else, even though that is enjoyable. <laughs> and um, maybe it put, he put like, what else, Scott? What else? Do you remember off the top of your head? Um, I can remember saying about money, putting money into it, just that it just doesn't have. Um, and about time with family or something like that. Hello? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I'm in there. I was reading it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He put, like, he didn't want to sacrifice, put it, like, he realized that he didn't find happiness in doing the toy photography over spending time with family, which that's legitimate and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like, in, I feel like in putting some of this stuff and putting like, Oh, he doesn't find his happiness in uh, getting a newest toy first or, or uh, being one of the first ones to t put a uh, photo up of it or getting a lot of likes or things of that nature. I feel like that's exactly the reason why he'd be quitting. Hmm. And my reason behind that, if he if he truly found happiness in what he said and not getting a figure first or being one of the first ones to have it and like posting reviews about it or taking pictures of it, if that were true, he would be enjoying the figures he has and being creative with what he has and getting better at photography and maybe building dios, dioramas for the, the toys and uh, integrating himself more into the community you know, yeah. talking to people, things of that nature. But when you go and you just go on a rant, when you, you and he's talented, you can tell by his photos, he has talent. And I think that he's probably uh, <laughs> feeling, you know, I should be getting a lot of likes for this stuff. I'm putting work into this. And how come I'm not blowing up? If that makes sense? Yeah. So I just, I just found that ironic seeing that kind of thing. What do you think? I think it's very interesting. Um, I mean, there's so many different complexities to toy photography. Even if you don't get pleasure out of taking pictures of your toys, like you say, integrating is um, an equally as great a thing because you can talk to so many different people. And like, there's so many people, including yourself, that I speak to on a daily basis that are just unbelievably kind and, and just fantastic to get to know these people and you're only ever going to know them from knowing Batman. So it, it you know, it, it's mad really. 
the way that uh, <laughs> it's so weird to even sit here it out loud. It is, yeah. So, but I think the most important thing, right, for anybody that does what we do is just overanalyze it. You're taking pictures of action figures. It's as simple as that. You have to overanalyze it, saying, "Oh, I'm waste. I'm not spending time with family and all that kind of." Just have a bit of perspective, and it's just a hobby that you do on the side. Just don't overanalyze it. You're just thinking about it way too deep sometimes. Yeah, and if you are overthinking and overdoing it to the point where you're just absolutely forgetting about your family, then yeah, you might have a problem. But... Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, how I I just don't understand it, and nobody nobody cares, and no one is going to give you any sympathy for moaning about spending time taking pictures of toys. No one, no one's interested in that. If you're taking time out for personal reasons, and one hundred percent need to do that, that's absolutely fair enough. But saying that. You want to take time out because you're spending too much time taking pictures of toys. That's nobody else's fault by your own. Or worried about having the figure first so you could take photos first. And... Yeah, I mean that's just. I, yeah, I don't. I don't get. I mean, everybody gets a, a bit of a kick out of getting a new figure, but. Yeah, it's fun, I, but. Yeah. If you enjoy the the community and you enjoy the actual hobby, it's not going to be your your uh, do or die where you say, okay, I'm not the first one. Screw this. I'm done. Yeah. Cause that would not be fun at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, like just from being, I've been in the UK, we never get figures before anywhere else, but then who cares? Like as long as you get the yeah. figures, then so what? Could you imagine if the UK collectors were like, screw it. We don't get the figures first. We're just not going to take photos. We'd be missing yeah. out on time. We'd be, getting so, we'd be getting robbed of so many cool pictures and talent. It, it'd just be completely pointless doing it. I, I don't... I, I don't I don't understand. It's, it's like, not a race. But to say that you're um, annoyed about spending <laughs> money on figures, but then saying, oh, I want to get figures before everybody else, then that there's a bit of a bit of a, a bit of hypocrisy involved in that. I don't don't quite understand it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our that's our Instagram rant of the week. Yeah, it is. It is. If you will. <laughs> I mean, we could go so much more into in depth than that, but it's just yeah, it's just a bit. Yeah, of perspective sometimes. yeah just a bit of perspective sometimes. I like to say no one's going to give you any sympathy because you think you're taking too much time taking a taking a picture of a toy. I mean, you know. Just... Yes. It's also a good reminder. Like, don't get caught up in that stuff. It's not about that. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that only post once or twice a week, and there's nothing wrong with that. So just do, no. just do that if you think you're spending, you know, to, if you're spending too much time with it. I mean, that that's only your own fault. I've been in that situation myself where I think that, but I don't. You know, there's no point going out on Instagram moaning about it because you're just going <laughs> to alienate people. Yeah, broadcasting it. Yeah, you're just going to alienate people. Just. Like, just take it easy. Yeah. So this week or this episode, we're talking about a, a diff, another Batman animated series episode. And it's one that we've been dying for the last couple of weeks to the point where even we've uh, we mistakenly said it was the episode we were going to talk about last week. So <laughs> yeah, we, we almost well, we tried our best to skip an episode. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we just couldn't do it. No, we, couldn't, we couldn't do it in the end. Bruce but this week, 
No, he'd be upset. Disappointed, too. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Pretty Poison. It was the first episode that has Paul Dini as a writing credit, so that's pretty awesome. Mm. And it definitely shows. Okay. What, are, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts when you, when someone says Pretty Poison, Batman the Animated Series? Oh, you just know straight away, don't you, who it's going to be. You know, you know straight away what's going to happen. Poison Ivy is going to be somewhere in in within the storyline. But um, is this one of your first uh, your first exposures to Poison Ivy, or did you were you exposed to a different version of her first? No, this is this is one of the first that I can remember, um, along with sort of like Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy, because that was around the sort of age where I kind of understood a tiny bit of what was going on, but. Batman animated series Poison Ivy was definitely the first experience that I had of Poison Ivy. Was that the same with you? Oh, yes. Yes. Definitely the first time I ever saw uh, anything about her and I was like, oh my gosh, a girl? And then I was just like, oh, <laughs> she is she is deadly. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's just such a cool character. Is this one of the first episodes you remember Poison Ivy as well? Mm-hmm. No, Definitely one of the first handful of episodes I remember. So, oh, I think luckily I was watching a lot of the stuff in the order. Thankfully, oh, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna start going into it, and the episode starts with seeing a, a flashback of Mayor Hill, and they are announcing creating Stonegate. And we see Harvey Dent there, and we see Bruce Wayne, and they uh, are doing the little like the ceremony of breaking ground with uh, with shovels. And we also see uh, someone sneak away a rose. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have no idea who it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and then it shows um, five years later. And we see people escaping from that very prison. And we see Batman, of course, is going after them. And then we see a funny back and forth of Harvey Dent talking to Pamela Isley as they wait for him at a restaurant. Oh, that's just what brilliant. Think? What that's do you think that. of all that? Yeah, so I, I love that we first get to see the sort of origin of where the, the anger of Poison Ivy came from. Yes. Um, and it's cool to see Harvey Dent as well. Very cool to see Harvey Dent. And there's sort yeah, of way like, as Two Face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and there's like some parallels with the um, Tim Burton Batman movie when it says like you just observe Harvey Dent. It, it's almost delivered in an exact same way. That's uh, true. To that as well. But what I like about this is for Poison Ivy, it's. A background of a villain that has nothing to do with Batman. This is a completely different sort of origin story, which is really cool. There's a lot of these villains like are said to be made by Batman, but Poison Ivy is just purely a revenge story against predominantly Harvey Dent and also Bruce Wayne, um, which is pretty interesting. And, and it, it's the um, it's the first time we kind of get to see. A little bit more of Bruce Wayne in this series, which is pretty cool. That is true, and it also that's a pattern that plays out throughout the rest of the uh, her next her next uh, appearances on the show. 
where she's just it's not even about Batman, it's about Bruce Wayne and his foundation and what they're doing to rainforest and all that sort of thing. So that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's really cool seeing uh, more Bruce Wayne. Than, we probably see more Bruce Wayne than Batman actually in that episode. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy seeing more Bruce Wayne because it's always something a little different. Yeah, it's like interesting seeing Bruce fight with his alter ego. I mean, you can still tell that in that episode that he's battling with himself almost, but slowly growing into it. That's true. And then also in just these first five minutes where you see a flashback of seeing uh, the how Stonegate was created, what pissed yeah. off Pamela Isley, showing the friendship bond between uh, Bruce and Harvey, as, and then seeing him talk and have like a little rapport back and forth while Batman is doing his thing. Yeah. Just in yeah. that little bit, it's just Paul Dini flexing his writing skills because you already learned so much in in such a compact amount of time. Yeah, and you're being educated, you don't even realize it. Yeah, and that's what's crazy about these episodes. They're 22, sometimes 23 minutes, but with the certain writers and certain episodes, it can feel almost like an hour and a half movie sometimes. Yeah, we know more about, you can learn more about characters from 20 minute episodes than you can in like entire movies these days. Yeah. Yes. The, so they do a little uh, do a little talk where you know Harvey's like, oh, you know, Brucey always still gets his kicks, and it shows him like kicking a thug. And oh, that's funny. That is. <laughs> he eventually apprehends him, and he uh, he gets back, and Alfred, you know, says he's running late, and <laughs> gives what give us what he says, Scott. Um. Oh, you put me on the spot. I can't remember what he says. Uh, well, he just says something like, like something's good, like some dinner, like some dish is um, good. Yes, um, it, it's it's trout something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, man, I recommend the trout. <laughs> it's always cool too, just seeing Batman rush home and try to like switch back into Bruce Wayne mode. That's always, <laughs> I think, just something funny to see. Because uh, how do you go from like flying over rooftops, just taking down a helicopter and thugs, and you just switch back into a suit and drive to yeah. dinner? I, lo- I love that, <laughs> that um, fight scene when the, the prisoner breaks free. That we see Gordon fly out of his <laughs> office, and then there's been a prison break, and, uh, and then the Harvey Bullet runs off and just comes back for a donut. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic scene as well. I mean, that just sets the tone for Harvey Bullet. Yes, and he uh, just makes him so endearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stereotypical American cop of the night as well. That is. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, very stereotypical. <laughs> then, so we see Bruce finally get there. Yeah. And he's introduced by his his best friend Harvey, and they're all they're they're getting along great. They're sharing a laugh. And then Pamela notices that the time she has to leave. And before leaving, she gives one of her trademark, not even knowing at the time, poisonous kisses to Harvey. Mm. He has no idea. And, <laughs> and we see him like get woozy, like, and then just pass out on his pie. And Bruce thinks he's joking and says, Oh, come on, Harvey. And then he quickly realizes that he's poisoned. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, disaster strikes. 
Yeah. He's also, he also announces, doesn't he, that he's going to get married to her as well, which is pretty, pretty nuts. Yes. And then, yeah, and Bruce is kind of taken aback by that. Like, oh, you hardly know her. Yeah, he just spits his water like, you only met her last week. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then when she leaves, of course, everyone in the in the whole restaurant is gawking at her. Oh, just staring funny. at her. Yes. As she walks out. Yeah, so so womanizing. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that the the next scene it flies to um Harvey Dent going into a coma and then you see Gordon again fly out of his office <laughs> in an almost parallel situation to earlier. And then once again Bullock goes out and then comes back for another donut. Uh, which again happy. makes <laughs> That's Batman the animated series making me hungry again. <laughs> Uh, but then when um, what I really enjoy about this episode is the we see Bruce almost becoming a detective out of costume as well when he goes and mm. asks the doctor about the poison um, yeah he asks are we talking about some kind of food poison he goes no it, it's it's more of a toxin and then we see Bruce take that sample from the hospital um, and then we, it skips back to the bat cave which is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's discovered that it's a wild thorny rose, that, which is it stinks. Hmm. Who could have done it? Yes, who could, who could <laughs> possibly have done this? But and, um, and what it, Batman uh, he uses that to make an antidote. Yeah, so he, he's looking up to to find an antidote because he, he said he was going to go to the botanical gardens and work up something. For it, but then obviously Alfred discovers that it's extinct. Um, and then the next scene that it skips to is Bruce visiting uh, the hospital when Harvey Dent's there, and Pamela Isley turns up, which is pretty interesting um, because Bruce instantly just catches on that something isn't right. Uh, he knows straight away because when she's leaving the hospital and she goes to kind of hook. I, I, I almost think she, she goes to try and kiss him, doesn't he? And he kind of moves away. Yeah. And goes in for a hug instead. And then Bruce she just flashes back. <laughs> yeah, so Bruce just has a, a bit of flashback to when she kissed Harvey. And he just knows straight, straight away something's not right. Um, so it cuts back to the back computer again. Um, where he's in the, the cave with Alfred and looking at the... Um, looking at the background of Pamela Isley and they discovered that she used to, to be involved in all these fragrance promotions and so this is actually really interesting there's a picture of poison ivy in front of a in front of like a laboratory and the laboratory that she stood in front of in the um, fragrance advert is the identical shape size and um, perspective of the SAG Enterprises in the Justice League episode Metamorpho or Metamorphosis. Oh it's the exact same laboratory. It's absolutely identical. As soon as you... I saw it, because I watched that episode the other day, I was like, holy crap, that's Stag Enterprises. That... She's <laughs> like they copied the whole design for that episode. Only a true Justice League fan would catch that. <laughs> no, it's just so crazy how they keep little Easter eggs in like that. and Continue oh, those designs. I think it's just nuts. Where do we go from there, Scott? Okay, so um, 
Batman then decides to go and check up on Miss Isley. So he goes Ooh, to we're in Act Three. Yes, this is like the the big the big finish. So he goes to the uh, the blur, um I've always got it's like a botanical garden, isn't it? It's not the botanical gardens, but it's almost like that sort of thing. So he lands yeah. on the glass roof and has a little bit of a look inside. At first, he doesn't really see anything, so he, he goes in, and instantly Batman can tell something's not <laughs> something isn't right here. Yeah, um, it's all the, the sort of flat. All the plants start reacting, and and then all of a sudden he gets grabbed by this sort of giant fly trap as he's running through. Ah, oh, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's just so weird, and the noise that fly trap makes is just so <sighs> weird. Yeah, it's horrific. And also, just like when he's... Uh, it's brilliant when he's in the greenhouse at first and he's just walking around. The mood is perfect and it is... It brings the tension, so any movement does, like, startle you. Yeah, it's like you're in the moment with Batman walking through. Yeah, it's perfect. And then what happens? Um, so he, he walks up to this, like, uh, trap door and falls through where there's these sort of, like, cactuses, poison cactuses underneath. So he gets up and gets grabbed by this big, massive, squealing fly trap. Um, he manages to sort of escape from, but then Poison Ivy suddenly appears out of the shadows. <laughs> oh, that's my fly trap caught for me. It's a bit too big for a fly. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ivy walks around the corner and uh, goes up to Batman. And... Um, and lays a big kiss on him, which is interesting because mm. a Batman straight away knows he's in trouble that moment. Yeah, and he spits out right away. Yeah, he knows straight away that uh, he's about to be joining Harvey Dent if he's not careful. And she asks, oh, what's the matter? Do I got cooties? <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. And she does have, she just does switch on such a sultry voice for such a cartoon for kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a really creepy episode again, isn't it? She also does that thing where she like cries, where she fakes like she cries and turns into like an evil laugh. Like, that's oh, pretty, yeah. pretty creepy, too. That, for that really is creepy. No, oh, it's just so, a weird moment. Yeah, so from there. What happens, Scott? Yeah, so yeah, all these sort of like weeds and fly traps start trying to grab Batman, and he manages to, to get a knife out of his wrist. It pops out of his wrist, and he cuts free, and then grapples up to the. Um, is that knife thing. from the expression pack? Yeah, it certainly is. The, the <laughs> at least the blade, the blade certainly is from it. I, I think little details like that are fantastic. Yeah, he managed to get those in figure form. It's just so cool. It's fantastic as long as you don't lose it. Yeah, but this is true. You know, funnily enough, I did actually lose the first one I ever had. No, well, I wonder you got like three now. I've got, now I've got two more. <laughs> um, but so he, he, he grapples up to the ceiling light, and as he does, the weight of him rips the light from the roof, and it falls into the um, little pool that's by the side of um, Isley's laboratory and then it sets on fire and all her plants start burning and she like gasps in no. not the plants yes the plants all start setting on fire and she's 
she can't believe it. She's really annoyed. And Batman falls into that same trap that he originally fell into. Again. Yes, again, just to uh, give that extra bit of drama to the moment. (laughs) 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 That's true. And then next thing we see is Poison Ivy standing over him. Ooh, this is one of my favourite because he's all woozy. Yeah, he's really struggling because he's been infected or poisoned. So everything's like going out of focus. He sees about seven or eight poison ivies. Yeah, it's like poison ivies all floating around everywhere. That's one of my favorite shots from this episode. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's fantastic, and um, it really puts you in the moment that Batman's struggling in. Yeah, looking up at her. Um, but then what she doesn't realize is as she's about to fire a sort of like it's like almost like a mini crossbow, isn't it? She's got on her wrist. Yeah. Um. As, she, as she's about to fire that, I mean, she doesn't realise that Batman has rather brilliantly, and, and as always, he always thinks ahead. He's got the, he's got the weeds that Ivy wants, the um, not the wild, that kind. the wild thorny rose yeah. in his hand, and he's like the bottle for the weed. What's it going to be? And she's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, talking about the antidote. Yeah, she knows at that point that she's screwed. <laughs> She has yeah. to. She has to give him the antidote. There's no no choice. And so he gets out of the the fit the pitfall a second yeah. time. Indeed, yes. Finally manages to get out. And you, you see him running out of the um, the gardens with a smashing the window with a wheelbarrow <laughs> as he runs <laughs> through. Yes, he. De- thank goodness he thought of that. But what what's ironic about that whole episode is she ends up back in the penitentiary that she tried to get revenge for. <laughs> ah, yes. And she has a beautiful last line. Oh, yeah, the last line is just amazing. Like They can bury us as deep as they want, but we always grow back. Yes. I love that, I love that so much. sweeping music. Yeah, the music's so creepy, isn't it? Yes. But, again, it adds so much to the episode. Yeah, they always get like a fantastic sort of soundtrack for each character and, and bring that character to that extra bit of life. So what would you say are your three highlights from the episode that you like most? Three highlights. I'm going to go for the first appearance of Harvey Dent. I think that's really cool. Um, also, I'm going to go for Bruce taking the toxin sample in the hospital because I just like that we see Bruce acting as like a detective for the first time and get to see him out of the bat suit and sort of integrating in Gotham. Um, and then it has to be that last line. It has to be. Mm. They're, they're definitely the top three. What are you? I would say it's the first one that just has like killer writing just from start to finish. Yeah. So it's nice. It's a highlight that Paul Dini's there. That's for sure. Um. I was gonna say Harvey. I'm just gonna say Harvey too because yeah, I totally love that they plant the seed of friendship and just that little moment they have where Poison Ivy uh, walks away before Harvey passes out. You could tell there's a genuine friendship there and just a concern like, well, come on, Harvey, you just met her. Like, so they you could tell there's actually a friendship there. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool that they establish that and that you get to see him uh, pre you know, lunatic. Full of it. 
<laughs> pre, pre um, I would say a third highlight is I would say that it's definitely it. I would say that's a definite poison ivy, definitive poison ivy for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First people exposure to her that they did her justice. They made they did her correct. They made her menacing. She had killer lines, like you said that last line. So it wasn't goofy and. You know, watching it as a young boy, you know, back then you could be like, oh, it's a girl, who cares? Or like, but they actually made it to the point where you're like, oh, I, Poison Ivy is really cool. Like, I really love this character. So, yeah, she, she is fantastic. And that I think, lovely design that they gave her as well. Oh, yeah. Pre-clone. Pre-clone. <laughs> yeah, pre-clone. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's such a great character. So those are my three highlights. I really enjoy that episode. What do you give the episode out of 10? Ooh. Eight. Yeah, eight was what I was thinking too. I was going to go seven and a half first off the head, but I was like, no, no, no. This is, this one's a, even a notch above the last laugh that we just did. Yeah, it is. Just in terms of how much they fit in. In a small amount of time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there, there was no cringiness involved in Poison Ivy, which there was in like the, the later <laughs> movie to come. But no, it, it, I, I really enjoyed getting to see Pamela Isley for the first time. It's the first proper female villain we've had as well in the whole series, which is cool. Well, the diehards would say if you saw the first episode aired, that it would be Cat and Claw. That'd be Red Claw. Yeah. That'd be the diehards, but a lot of people don't even know that. <laughs> I know I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know it. Th- well, I didn't know. I didn't wasn't aware when I was younger that it was on at night. Yeah. We go, we go in in produced order anyway, not ad order. We're we're strict. That's true. <laughs> we are purist. On leather wings is the origin for us. Oh yes, and what an origin it is. Okay. What is uh, what's our next episode? Okay, so our next episode is um, I really enjoy this one. It's good to see a different villain, which is the Underdwellers. Uh oh, which is going to be a really tough photo to accompany the uh, the pod episode with. <laughs> but I know you've done some great episodes before, uh, great pictures to accompany the episode before. But first time I've ever done it, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I really can't wait to see what you come up with, and I'm, I'm already sweating and trying to think what I'm going to come up with because I definitely want to do something. I want to do something new. Yeah, I've I think uh, a recent thing that you got might help you. <laughs> the, oh, yes, that could certainly happen. Yeah, that could be a help, but who knows? You're already, you're already uh, <laughs> thinking along the same lines that I am. But I've also brought something else specifically for this episode. Well, a couple of things, actually. Oh, nice. Um, that I'm going to try and incorporate. Nice. I like how invested you're getting. Yeah, so I've brought a few things, especially for this episode. Um, but it, it's going to be a tough one. Like, there's no Sewer King figure, like how how to go about it. So I guess like you've got to pick out moments or certain scenes or something like that that could work. Yeah, definitely have to get creative. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the like the easy option I, I was thinking of is just doing a picture of Bruce looking through, uh, walking through like a sewer or something. But um, yeah, I want to try and do better than that. I mean, I can try and do better than that. It's because it's not really very creative. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with something, and I'm, I'm already <laughs> I'm already excited to see what it, what you do with it. Yeah, I've got some kind of idea. What are you thinking of? Oh, I, I literally have no idea right now. <laughs> no idea. So how I'm still thinking about what I want to do for uh, for Pretty Boys. I was, I was just going to say, what are you thinking of, of doing for that? I'm, I was planning on thinking about that after this, after recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this before our interview. So yeah. Like, hopefully it's I'll have it by then. And I, I'm starting to sort of delve into your world where you have to do this daily. I'm doing this like twice a week and it's difficult. Um, but yeah, I, it, I have huge respect for the way that you find like, and pick out all these episode moments. Because I've tried thinking of doing something like this for Justice League recently, but scrapped the whole idea because it, it's just, you can't do it. It's like with the lack of figures from that series. But I, honestly, with like some of these episodes, I don't know how you do it. Uh, it would be rough at the Justice League, that's for sure. Oh, it was so hard. I tried. I've got some pictures from moments which I've I've kept back, but most of them I just got rid of. It's just it was a stupid idea, really. E- even if they did have all the figures, like I I just can't do it. There's so many other figures that I want to take pictures of instead of just locking it down to one. Yeah, that's true. That's why I eventually had to branch out because I I like yeah. too many other figures. Yeah, definitely. Like. Sometimes if you stick to the pure episodes constantly, then it blocks creativity as well. Like, it makes it so difficult to do new things. Oh, yeah, you're going insane. <laughs> but no, I've got to say, I'm loving this challenge of doing the BTS. It's it's really, really good fun. Perfect. Well, good. I don't want you to get tired of this. No, I absolutely love it. It's it's brilliant. I mean, it's literally, at the rate we're going at, we're going to be doing this like in a year's time still, which is really, really cool. Oh, nice. I'm glad you mapped it out. Yeah, I've, I've thought about how long it's going to take because we, we've got like <laughs> we've got like 80-something BTS and then there's about, what, like 20 or 30 new adventures? I can't remember how many exactly. Like 22 or 24. Yeah, so if we're going like at, at two a week, we're looking at like nearly a year's worth of material. Oh, nice. Because we're at 52 weeks in a year, so we're looking at like 100 episodes. I'm down. Which I, oh, 100%, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit about our, our guest that we have on the other side of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And it's someone that we both don't really know, which is something that we like. We like having people that we don't know, but he has fantastic photos. His, If you're not following him, his handle is at SwitPix. I think that's how you say it. S-W-I-T-T-P-I-C-S at Switpigs. His name is Spencer, and he is from Utah, and he takes a lot of really, really stunning, well-done, beautiful photos. You can tell he puts a lot of of passion into each thing he does. The lighting is beautiful. There's usually a lot of depth to his shots. He... uh, likes to shoot it looks like a lot of star wars and mezco which is awesome and uh yeah we're looking forward to learning about him and 
getting to know the man behind the pictures. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I enjoyed um, seeing all the new accounts and discovering new people. And it's something that we've talked about before, but uh, doing the podcast is a great way to get to know so many different people that I never knew before. Like you've introduced me to so many different people that I never knew. So uh, yeah, we're putting our money where our mouth is, where we say sometimes people and discovering their profiles. Yeah. We're definitely doing that. We say that sometimes we both don't know them, and this is definitely one of that, one of those times. Yeah, no, it is, definitely. But, again, if, you, if you've if you seen his page, he does some really, really beautiful stuff. He really kills it with the Mezco and Star Wars in particular, like we said. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be cool to, to meet him. Hopefully yeah. uh, you guys enjoy it as well. And okay. that's it. I have to again say I showed I showed Scott uh, the numbers at our last episode did after ten hours, and it was pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, it was mind blowing, and thanks to everybody that listened in. Like, it truly doesn't mean a lot. It doesn't go unnoticed. It's very. <laughs> it kind of uh, it kind of was surreal to see how many of you guys tuned in, and uh, there was a lot of good, nice things said. And yeah, hopefully you guys continue to tune in like that and enjoy the content as much as you guys are, because we enjoy doing this, especially talking about Batman the Intermediate Series. That's a breeze. Oh yeah, definitely. That's something talking right about, up our alley. <laughs> talking about Batman the Animated Series is always, always a pleasure. Yes. So we have a couple of um, other big guests coming up in the coming episodes. We have. Uh, another toy photographer who's pretty big and does another another uh, account where it's just beautiful. Every picture is stunning. And uh, his name is Ayavatu. I hope I say that right. <laughs> and then we also have an actress who is petitioning to play Batgirl. And you might have even received a message in your inbox somewhere and thought it was spam. But guess what? <laughs> It's not, folks. This is the real deal here. Thank and... you for dropping that in. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And, uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask her questions, uh, test her knowledge, see if she grew up a collector or a fan of comic books or the character of Batgirl, what her favorite iterations of the character are, and what she, as an actress, would be able to bring to a live action version of Batgirl that is better than. The all-time great Alicia Silverstone. We don't know if she'll ever be topped, but yeah. we uh, we'll see. And I'm actually looking forward to that. I think that'll yeah, be a fun. Fantastic. Yeah, something different. Mix it up. We are, we're not, we're not opposed to trying new things here. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, we have a, a lot planned, a lot coming up. We hope that you guys continue to enjoy the episodes. Scott, any final words? Um, other than it's going to be a blast talking to our guests and thank you so much for listening hope you enjoy the bts stuff we're doing because i know we sure as hell do so yeah and any questions send them in like don't hesitate i said before bats don't bite (laughs) we might have to do another question thing coming up soon too oh yeah definitely yeah really enjoyed doing the q a that was great fun so yeah we'll have to do that again yes we'll have to plan for that 
So uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoy the guests on the end, the other half of this episode. And continue to tune in and look forward to new releases twice a week, every week for the True Collector. Scott and I will talk to you soon. In fact, he'll be on the other side of this. Goodbye. (laughs) Scott. Tyler. I have a big issue, my friend. Do do tell, do tell. That I like to take a lot of toy picks, and sometimes I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to build sets, or I just don't have the money to build sets. And I saw that you've been messing around with extreme sets, and I want to know your honest opinion. What do you think of these things? I think extreme sets is an answer to it's an answer to convenience. It's an answer to being compact, and it's an answer to taking great photos. I absolutely love the details that extreme sets have, and they're so simple to use and incredibly versatile. You can make so many different things with them. And you can even combine sets to make some whole other world of, of different possibilities. So extreme sets for me is a massive thumbs up. And when you, you take it out, it's pretty flat, but you can like you pop it up and basically it's like a cardboard prop up set. Absolutely, yeah. So you can connect um, any of the walls together to make many different possibilities and you've got all the different floor patterns that you can use, make different rooms. You can make it look like there's a, a door leading into a room. So extreme sets for me are unrivaled. In- well, with my lighting situation and stuff, I'm worried about, you know, glare and lights bouncing off of something that, you know, might be printed off and it looks like they're printed. Is there any trouble with that or is it, is it matte? What is it, what is it like? Well, fear not because it is matte. You can <laughs> bounce lights off any yes. to, to to make it illuminate. And I personally, I, I use some nice bright, almost LED type lights, and and they hit that surface, and it does nothing but illuminate all the details of it. So it's it's absolutely perfect. Well, I know that once I buy it, I'm definitely saying that the reason I got it is because of you, but because. <laughs> definitely knowing that you like it and it's working for you and seeing your pictures and how they turn out. I well, think that it's finally something I'm going to take a, take a dive into. Well, all I know is once you get one, you get a one about 20. So, <laughs> well, luckily you can combine them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They have so many great offers on them. the, uh, um, so you recommend extreme sets? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I, I recommend extreme sets. And, um, once you buy one, like I say, you'll be buying multiples of them and that leads on nicely to their discounts. They offer some fantastic deals. A lot of time they do um, two for the price of three. You get a discount of 20% if you spend over $100 and you're signed up to their mailing service. So absolutely go for it. Extreme sets are well, certainly, certainly the best in, in pop-up dioramas. And you could use a lot of our guest codes to get deals as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to thank Jesse, um, who's at Neronian, for using his discount code, which is Nero, um, N E R O. So yeah, fantastic, and that gets you ten percent discount on your first purchase. Well, you heard it here, folks, at DC Figures and Collectibles, that Scott himself from At the Bat Fan, 
He's not only tested these out, he loves them. He recommends them. I'm buying one. He got me to do that. Our guest today, our guest from last week as well, Lewis, got me is already got me to buy the Mezco Catwoman. So maybe I should stop talking to people. But <laughs> definitely, definitely getting an extreme sets. So hope you guys enjoy it. Test it out. If you do, let us know. Let Scott know. Tag us and picks. Tag extreme sets. And yeah, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the guest of our show on DC Figures and Collectibles. Today, we have a very special guest, someone that is very well known in the toy photography world, especially on Instagram. And we are happy and honored that he would take time out of his day to join us, talk to us a little bit, allow us to uh, get to know him. And if you aren't following him, you can find him at SWITPICS, W or S W I T T. Picks, P-I-C-S. His name is Spencer Witt. He is from Utah, and we are very excited to have him. Thank you, Spencer, for joining us. Hey, it's good to be here. We're also, I'm also joined, as always, by Scott, my co-host, all the way from England. How are you doing, hello. Scott? Hello. Hello, 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 Spencer. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Well, we are very happy that you're here, and we, uh, first off the bat, a little bit about you, who you are, if you uh, grew up always being into collectibles and superheroes and ultimately what got you into uh, Instagram and posting on Instagram. Yeah, um, great question. I uh, started my account back in 2006. But so I grew up, I'm from Salt Lake City. I grew up around here. I grew up loving Star Wars, Batman. Uh, I had lots of Batman, Star Wars figures growing, figures up. growing up, but what really got me back into collecting uh, The Force Awakens, actually, with all uh -huh. the hype of The Force Awakens and the new figures coming out, and I kind of stumbled upon just some Instagram toy photographers, and just as I was commuting to school and stuff, and that I decided that's something I thought was really cool, and they looked really you know, the, the toys look lifelike, and that was something that I wanted to do. And here we are. Uh, I guess it's three years later, so I'm going strong. <laughs> nice. That's uh, funny that you got into it by, by uh, The Force Awakens, because I feel like that's definitely kind of the kind of got me back into it. Was I remember going to a Force Friday before, and it was I was never really able to do that before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's funny. Uh, but growing up, were you you were always you usually you were collecting action figures and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, growing up, I loved. I had lots of Star Wars toys, lots of Batman toys and Legos, and I. And then when I was a kid, I'd always play with them. I did. I was until I was older again. So I kind of had a, a break, twenties, and kind of got back into it. Hello. Hello. Sorry, you broke up. Hello. Dang it. Sorry, did I? Break oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kind of broke up at the end there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's not your fault. Uh, it's the yeah. app. <laughs> 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 so what we heard was you just you kind of went on a little break. Yeah. So I mean, I had 
Ah, oh, man. Collect, and then kind of got Star Wars got me back into it and going full force now. So you're are you you're married right now? Correct. Okay, so what did uh, what did your wife think of all this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, she she supports it and she purpose to like you know make pictures and make art with it. It's not just I don't you know it's not just sitting in boxes and collecting dust. Rather, I use them and and then so she she likes it. At least she tolerates it. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a good description to put because I feel like that's how uh, some girls I've been around they tolerate it. That's a good. Description. <laughs> so did did you start your Instagram account as a toy photography account, or did it kind of like, develop into one? It started as a, I, I wanted it to be a toy photography account. So oh, that's, that's cool. So it was started with that. Purpose, I love that. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for the that because um, you know building up from quite literally zero. It's it's just. It must be so satisfying. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how far it's grown and now the people I've met. So it's been a wild, wild ride. I can yeah, say. sure. Most def, and I feel like I've uh, I've followed you for a while now and seen your work for a while now, and you uh, constantly are getting you're constantly getting better and better, which is of course something that you always want to do, and. Your work, uh, it definitely has its own style and flair, and you could definitely tell you put a lot of passion in, into what you do. It, uh, is there a time of day that you set aside for doing toy photography? Is it like a time at night to unwind? Or what is your process with that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, good question. Um, so my wife and I recently had our first baby a few months ago. Congratulations. So my time for shooting, oh, thanks. My, my time for shooting is definitely uh, dwindling. Uh. I normally shoot on the weekends, you know, on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. You know, maybe in the evening if I have time, but it's definitely don't have the time that I used to. But it's definitely fun to sit back and relax and kind of unwind from the world doing this. So it's kind of a kind of both, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of therapy sometimes, isn't it? Going back to photography, yeah, escaping from the world outside. Totally. It's fun to sit back and try to create something. And So how long do you usually spend something. on like picture setups? Because one thing that's very noticeable immediately is the amount of time that you put in to each picture of lighting and all the setup and accessories. It really depends on the shoot, you know, like sometimes you have an idea of what you want to get and you can get it get it pretty quickly other times you like have an idea and you keep trying to get it but it doesn't it doesn't like like click all right away but Mm. you know it can be anywhere between 30 minutes to a couple hours really wow but yeah Yeah, because you do mostly like tangible dioramas for the most part so yeah for the most part you know i I started off doing a lot more outdoor stuff, but it's been winter here and it's been snowing like crazy. And so we still haven't been able to really go outside to shoot lately. But you know, I a lot, a lot of indoors, you know, Star Wars with like the space walls and mm. recently getting some new dioramas. I just recently got the NECA street diorama things. Starting to play with that a little bit. And I had some like extreme sets and other things like that. And, Every once in a while, he's like my TV screen as a background, but yeah, it's 
What are your first impressions of the NECA the NECA street diorama? Oh, I, that's... I I love it. it... Uh, well, that's all the justification I needed to go buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I um, it looks so. I, I actually did a little shot just just right before we were talking and kind of. Oh, nice. Um, it's you know like the extreme sets are great, but you know actually having something that's like physical that like you know looks real it's pretty pretty awesome and the detailing and the paint is great and it looks like it's pretty modular too so that's pretty awesome and now i need more (laughs) (laughs) i'll definitely have to invest in that because i can't wait to see actually what you do with it that's going to be fun I, I, i highly recommend it and yeah okay you you shoot are you, you go, Scott. Oh, sorry. I, no, um, I've been talking about extreme sets from enough in the, in the pre-show to this, and we're both big fans of extreme sets. And you, yeah. you work with extreme sets, right? Yeah, yeah. They've I've, I've done. You know, I, I really, I really variety and everything. It's just, it's you know, it's fun to have different things to play with, and the the cave diorama that they have. I've been doing a lot with, you know, so it's. I have, I have a couple others a lot. They are that's a little more physical as well. That's not just cardboard, but you know. Yeah. So the NECA one, I'm I'm extremely satisfied with the NECA one. And you know, the price isn't too bad for what you get. Oh, heck no. And it's like, you know, if you were to commission a diorama or even to like try to make one yourself, the time and effort. You know, I actually went out and tried to I bought some stuff to make my own diorama a few months ago, but never got around to it. Wow. So I just had no idea how to even begin. <laughs> so it's, you know, for those of us who don't have the patience to carve bricks, it's. Yeah. It's, it's nice <laughs> I don't blame you. I would want to go get the NECA one too. <laughs> um, yeah, I was you should. I, I, I got, I, I ordered the turtles last year. I was able to get the set and I passed on the die. Oh. I always regretted passing on the dio set. So. Well, thankfully, NECA has been uh, rectifying a lot of that for people that have missed out on an exclusive lately. Yeah, it's it's great. Now, you you shoot a lot of Hasbro Black Series, a lot of Mezco, uh, NECA. What are what is your favorite figures to shoot? What are your personal favorite to bust out? Yeah, um, that's 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 pretty much my my collection. So I have a lot of the Black Series figures. I have a few hot toys. Oh, nice. I, I like I like hot toys, but at the same time, I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of not going towards getting any more one six, just because even though they look beautiful and they shoot really well, they're I think they're harder to shoot, uh. just because I don't know they're bigger. They're not as they're meant to be more collectible pieces than really toy photography. But yeah, I love Black Series and then Mezco are also my other big favorite line that i collect and then i get here i get a few things here and there you know i have a a few neca a few um other things but yeah i really those are kind of my my main lines i would say are black series and mezco mezco's um such a fantastic brand but what do you think of the way they they operate and also what are some of your favorite figures yeah i love i love mezco i think I like the, I love their, the cloth. I love, it just makes them look more real than the, the, the exposed joints. I love, 
I keep telling myself that I would only buy Mesco Batman figures. And so I have a lot. I have about six Batman. But then I've been getting <laughs> other ones as well. <laughs> it's just hard to hard to stop when you get them. Uh, I, you know, I love, I think my favorite figure right now, I, I really like the deluxe Joker and <sighs> the, Ascend, the Ascending Knight um, Mezco exclusive one. Nice. But I'm really, I'm really excited for the Sovereign Knight, the the PX version with the blue. Yes, I think that that's, I think that's my most anticipated Mezco right now. Are you, are you hoping they don't uh, switch up the suit like they did on the regular version of the Ascending Knight? I hope that they, you know, I'm kind of torn. You know, I I, I like the the detailing, but then I also I like showing like the armor. I kind of like. I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know, I, I it's the preview pictures so far, and the you know what they have shown, and so I mean, if they change it, that would be kind of. Yeah, that that is the. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> Hello, I can hear you. Hello. No, what was interesting, I, I think that um, Ascendi, um, Sovereign Knight, sorry, would look pretty cool if it had like black trunks or something with the new design. I agree. I, I think that's something I would love. You know, it's like they, you know, even like, you know, even they're playing Ascending Knight one, he has all the detailing and the armor yeah. and stuff, but it's like sometimes I would like just like a plain, you know, kind of going back to like the original Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, returns that. version that's just like the clock the cloth with the trunks you know but using the new the new body i that's that would be like my my perfect batman figure i think is kind of yeah. back to that look but like with the classic with the the yellow yes. oval symbol and not throwing in like the whole armor stuff <laughs> i think that would be i i would like that more than the you know the armor stuff looks cool and the detailing but at the same time, I would prefer just kind of like the classic look. Yeah, the you know? classic uh, streamlined Batman. Exactly. Yeah, he'd look great. Uh, I love that head sculpt you've got for the Dark Knight Returns Batman, by the way. The Bruce one, that looks beautiful. Yeah, it's really awesome. And you also have a fairly recent uh, Mezco that just came out. It's the Black Panther figure. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I just got him. He's, he's pretty, pretty cool. Um, his suit looks good, and you know, the articulation on the arms isn't like perfect. No. But, you know that's the thing. It's like Mezco. You know, people always have been complaining about Mezco's articulation, but it's like you know, Mezco's never meant to be like you know, figure arts or something like that. You know, the cloth in and itself already restricts the joints, and so you, mean, you can't have you can't have that same articulation as the those non-exposed you know the exposed joints as the cloth ones but you know i think they look great and that's part of the my appeal to them is they i think they look great and, and you know they they have as much articulation as i think they need you mean they're, not supposed, to, they're not supposed to be they're not supposed to be posed like a revolt tech <laughs> uh, <laughs> so no, you, that's you, that so that's a thing. I see so many people complaining <laughs> about that. It's like, you know, yeah, I wish they would do the double jointed elbows on all the figures, you know, but at the same time, it's like double jointed elbows with, with cloth would deteriorate over time on a lot of the figures, but it's, you know, they're not perfect. And I, but 
I just think some people's expectations of Mezco figures is, is like, you know, people complaining that Dark Side doesn't have like an ab crush. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, you know, he's not meant to be the agile Spider Man figure, you know? <laughs> he was a figure uh, you... like, definitely ask you about actually Dark Side. What do you think of Dark Side? I love Dark Side. I think he's, you know, I think he's one of the most impressive figures they've done. <laughs> Just his weight, because he's like he's like heavy compared to any <laughs> other action figure. It's like he feels heavy. Yeah, it's like yeah, he could be a little bit more, a little bit more opposable and some things. But at the same time, you know, Dark Side's meant to be just menacing and powerful and not really articulated. You know, yeah. and so I think I think they have got the the definitive one twelfth version of him out there. So yeah. I'm I'm really pleased with him. Do you think that Dark Side would work well with? sort of like the Batman animated series and Justice League animated series figures. I think he was. That's what I'm thinking of buying him for, so I was interested. I think that's a self-indulgent question there, Scott. That is it. Yes. Yeah, I think he would. I think he's, you know, I think he's the best 112th dark side out there. There really aren't that many besides the, like, the new, the new 52, whatever version of him that's, like, huge. Yeah. Okay, well. Um, but I, I, you know, I think he's, I think he's going to come down as, like, the definitive 112th version of Darkseid. Oh, I think you just put the final nail in my wallet to get him Darkseid. Do it. <laughs> Do it. And he, you, you've, he's going for below retail, I think, most places yeah. nowadays. I mean, because he's, he's an expensive figure, but I think, I think he'll be one that over time will go back up just yeah. because of you know of the nature of the character and there's not going to be that many other 112 dark sides out there and especially with four face he, sculpts yeah the fight with this the sculpts are awesome the light up eyes are awesome and now I'm, I'm extremely happy with him i just i'm bummed that i don't have a classic superman <laughs> i just have to be a batman for superman superman to go with him uh well yeah, scott don't you have a classic one you're trying to get rid of um <laughs> No, oh, he's so expensive him. nowadays too. I, it's like I don't want to drop two hundred bucks on him. Yeah. yeah, that's just like the trying to find the deluxe Joker now is basically. Oh, I know. I, I I lucked out and I found him for a pretty good price. I yeah, had the regular. So I had the regular Joker, and I like when the deluxe was announced, I was like, oh, I don't need the other Joker. But then I didn't realize how bad I needed him, so I was able to sell <laughs> my regular Joker and help help to make the cost not as much. But you know. He was yeah. that. I, I loved that. I sold mine and didn't get him. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get your Mezco. Did you get your Mezco through One Stop Toy Shop? I've gotten. I got Black Panther through him. I've bought him from other um, retailers like uh, Toy Towering Toys or Your Toy Link. I get a lot from them, or like Empire Toy Shop, like Toy Fiend. So, like I, you know, I've, I go through different people normally. Just sometimes whoever gives me the best nice. deal. <laughs> One Stop Toy Shop, what did you think? It was a pretty quick delivery? Yeah, really quick delivery, great packaging. Yeah, I've been <clears throat> been impressed. So. Just wanted to give him a little, little love, a little love. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay. Scott, you got anything? <laughs> um, I was interested, and this is something that, again, probably a little bit personal, but I, I was interested in the lighting of photos because you've got a lot of different color lights that you use as well. You sort of like orange lights that you use green. So what do you use to kind of set up lighting on your photos? Yeah. So I've been using what are called Litra torches. Oh, okay. So they're similar to like the loom cubes you see a lot of people using too. They're, mm. they're small, you know, like 
compact LEDs, and they have you can add different color filters to them. And I, I've been really enjoying them, and I've actually like been I'm an ambassador for them as well, and can get like people twenty percent off if they're interested. But Ooh, I really, nice. I really, I really like them. They're really powerful and they're really convenient, and I think they're perfect for our kind of hobby. Nice. They certainly look effective. Yeah, they're you know I I've, I have uh, three. I actually have one that I haven't opened yet, so I have four. But they're you know they're pretty powerful, and you can give different colors and get d- different dramatic lighting. That that's what I've been playing with a lot lately in the the long winter I've been having. <laughs> so <laughs> when I can't when I'm outside, you're kind of stuck inside and have to see what you can experiment. And you know that's kind of what I've been trying to do lately. Are the lights pretty small as well? Yeah, they're about, you know, an inch inch cubed, you know, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So they're really small, they're really powerful, and they're pretty they're awesome. I'm really, really pleased with them. They're, I love yeah. the use of them on that um, shot that you did with uh, King Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used them with my King Kong shots. Yeah, with the Backs of Future. That I really liked that. That was a really nice shot. Yeah, I, I like that shot too. I think that's my highest, my most liked shot ever. Yeah, I remember seeing that shared a lot when after you posted that one. <laughs> yeah, people were loving that one. I even had like a Instagram every once in a while does like the free allows you to try to promote a shot for free, so they give you a free. <laughs> so they did that, and I, I actually tried it, but. Nice. So got it a little couple extra hundred likes, which was nice. Yeah, that's just but, you executed it so well too with the depth and everything. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That was one of my favorite shots I've done too. Well, we always ask a couple of traditional questions, and we I I always go first, and I would love to know. Did you, did you watch Batman the Animated Series growing up? Oh yes, I did. Okay, good. Whew. Okay, good. <laughs> I actually have a Batman the Animated figure. I haven't really ever shot him that much, though. Oh man, we gotta see you shoot that. We gotta see your touch to that figure. Yeah, I'd love like a Mezco version of him. Oh, that's uh, we. They gotta do that after they release the '89 Keaton version. Yep. That way, if they show the release, we'll get it in a good four or five years. Yep. <laughs> well, we have to ask, what is your Top three favorite Batman animated series episodes. It's a tough question. Yes, I grew up watching it, and then I I rewatched a bit a couple years ago because it was streaming for free on Amazon. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, sorry, I'm talking to Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Siri, my watch started talking. Uh, Oh, it's hard to I don't know the names of episodes by heart. We'll help you. Uh, well, this is a challenge for us to guess the episode as well. <laughs> I like I, I like the Clayface episode. Yes. Okay. Uh, Already love it. I I am trying to think. I, you know, I it's hard to pinpoint some. I, I like anything with you know the Joker. Mark Hamill is great in that. Um, okay, that counts. Um, another one that's just like popping in my mind right now is Man Bat. Oh, mm. that yeah, great episode. It's hard not to like that one. Man, bat, yeah. yeah. And there's, you know, there's, I, I don't, there's just so many they kind of merge together, so it's hard for me to 
pick them right out. But yeah, I, I grew up watching that show. And like I said, a few years ago, I started rewatching some of them too because they were on Amazon. I need to rewatch most of them, but it's a great, it's a great show. Well, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that you bust open that animated. <laughs> I'll do it. I have them. If I need to. They need to shoot them. We gotta see the. We gotta see Spencer's touch on that. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'll do it definitely. <laughs> um, so what sort of camera do you use to shoot your um, photos? Actually, because I, I was interested to know because sometimes people, especially with Batman animated series, it's hard to capture all the colors. So, what camera do you use? I shoot on a Sony A7. I uh, Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I used to shoot on a, a Nikon like D3400, but then a couple years ago I wanted to upgrade and get a full frame camera, and I right, okay. decided to go mirrorless, and I, I really like it. Awesome. That sounds, that sounds great. I'd love to try out a proper camera one day because I just use my phone, so. Yeah, you should great. definitely. Do, you know, the phones nowadays are great, but there's just something with uh, being able to shoot manual and adjust the, you know, allows you to give better depth and things like that. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Okay, well, the it's a traditional question that I was going to ask before I went on a slight tangent. With my, <laughs> um, are you a big fan of the Batman Arkham games? Actually, not haven't ever played them. Oh, really? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Have you ever been tempted to play them? I have. I I'm honestly not a big gamer. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, so I I I recently got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, but I I wanted to play the Batman games, but just never never did. Yeah, the collectibles from that series are just brilliant as well. Yeah, I, they look great. Yeah, they're such great figures. Okay. Now, I have to ask about this one shot you did recently. Uh, and it's the it's the Mezco Doctor Strange, and it's pushing Batman out of what's coming the Joker. Uh-huh. Was that something that you, that just, like, came to your head one, at one point? You're like, oh, holy crap, like, I got to do this? Or was it while well, you were playing around with it? Or Well, what, how- I actually, actually, I have a fr- good friend. I'm not sure if you guys follow him. Um, his name's Plastic Action. Jackson, yeah, he did quite a few shots with like Doctor Strange and pushing people or things out of them. Like the first one he did was Anakin out of Darth Vader, and he did several. I remember that. And you know, he's one of my good friends on Instagram, and we we hung out a lot and chatted. And I, I, ever since I got the Doctor Strange figure, I knew I wanted to attempt that shot. And I know I I have I have a lot of Batman figures, so I wanted to try Batman, and I was, I was trying, trying to think what would I have come out of Batman. You know, it's like have, <laughs> I I don't have like a, a toy bat or something, and then it's was like, well, why don't I just have the Joker coming out of them? Because you know, you know, kind of, you know, they're kind of together and and you know intertwined, and so that's kind of the thought process with that. And that was a that was a fun shot. It was actually probably one of the hardest. To, for me to execute because it, it required a little bit more editing than I generally do on photos, but I think oh, it was very cool. That I think it turned out pretty cool. Oh heck yeah! You yeah, executed to perfection. Thank you. Uh, for yeah, it's also cool seeing the behind the scenes part. Yeah. That you... Yeah, I, you know, I, I've been trying to do that a lot more lately to take pictures of my setup and kind of share those because it's. I think that's some of the fun too about around this hobby is like. You know, you get to see the, the the shots, but then also I think it's cool to see how the shots were made, and because you know it helps, yeah. it helps you learn and help other people learn. And 
well, it's cool seeing your creativity in the shot that you executed, but it's also seeing the creativity that went into just seeing how you're able to do that too. Mm-hmm. So that's is awesome seeing that. Um, thanks. You know, when you get like ideas, like sort of like the Joker coming out of Batman, do you have to get the shot done straight away, sort of thing, or do you kind of write it down and come back to it <laughs> or revisit it? Uh, I've done both. You know, sometimes you have an idea and it's like I've, I've jotted down, like, oh, I want to th- try this, or yeah, I, or if I like I'm shooting, then I have an idea. It's like, oh, I'll try the shot, you know. But and, yeah, it's kind of a mixture of both. Sometimes that excitement takes over. You have to get it done straight away. <laughs> oh, I know. Or you're afraid you'll like forget it. <laughs> Sounds very That's true. true. Now, are are you a, a big uh, fan of going to comic cons or conventions? Um, I've been to the one in Salt Lake a couple of times, and I went to San Diego Comic Con last year, and I'm going again this year. Yes. So. So what was what was it like in your experience going the first time last year? It's it's pretty overwhelming. Have you have either of you ever been? We have not, but we have been invited to go this year, and we are. That's why we're trying to ask. We're trying to get a feel for what the heck oh. we're in for. Oh, nice! You should go. It's 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 quite the experience. Um, it's really overwhelming, and I mean, it's interesting because there's so many things going on there, and you know, people there for so many different reasons. You know, it's like either to see all the celebrities or cosplay. You know, I kind of went checking out all the new collectibles and it's pretty cool to see, you know, all the new figures on display and kind of seeing prototypes and talking with people that work for the companies. And because like I've 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 worked with Hasbro a bit and they, they've displayed some of my figures. I've met and show them photos at Comic-Con a couple of times and it's fun to meet the, meet, oh, the pe- cool. meet, the, meet the people at the, the companies and like, you know like seeing the Mezco booth and chatting with them a little bit about you know, their figures. It's, it's, it's a cool experience too. I definitely recommend doing it. Um, we went last year, my wife actually came and she was a sport because she was uh, um, five or six months pregnant at the time. And oh, wow. <laughs> she's uh, she's vowed to never go again. Let's say that. <laughs> oh man. Well, what you saw, you actually saw your pictures displayed at a booth at Hasbro last year. Yeah, I did. How awesome was that? It's pretty cool. That has to be like, like, holy crap, I'm here at Comic-Con and I'm seeing my work displayed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, did you get to meet a bunch of uh, other toy photographers as well? Yeah, we, um, so I planned and I met up with, uh, I have a group of close friends that we've done a lot with who actually stayed together. And then, like, I, I work more or less, Plastic Action, Nose Rain, and Black Series, BL, BLKSRS, you know, we we're kind of close friends and chat a lot. So we, we met up and did a lot together. And then, then one night we had a, a big group of people that like um, we met, it was probably a group of 20 of us. We went and had dinner somewhere. So all the toy photographers hung out. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool oh, nice. experience. Oh, awesome. Cause like, you know, we've seen everybody's work and been friends on Instagram for so long that it was cool to meet everyone in person. And what was yeah, it like, it's... Um, what was, sorry, what was it like in terms of buying collectibles at Comic Con? Um, only thing I bought was the I waited in line to buy the Mezco exclusives, but it was like two hours oh in line, and it was kind of a pain. <laughs> uh, I those were really only collectibles that I bought. I mean, they have other booths where you can buy from you know just like other just regular like vendors trying to resell. Yeah, um, but. You know, I, those were, I kind of just wanted those. I, I wasn't really interested in Hasbro's exclusive last year. 
Um, so I didn't even try to buy those. But, you know, as, as we've got done this hobby more and more, I got to be more selective with what I buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And so, but yeah, I mean, depending on what you want to get, the Mezco ones are pretty, pretty mm -hmm. tough because they're, you have to wait in line. And then, and then it's it's kind of a pain that way. Were you able to succeed and get what you wanted? Yeah, I was able to get them. I, I went like that's like the first thing I did. I I had passive on Thursday morning, and so that was the first thing I did. I went and waited in line. Nice. There was already a line on Thursday morning. Oh yeah, there's already. Oh a line. my gosh! As soon as they open, see Mexico. But at least Mexico has been a little bit better, where they've restricted like how many they. Like, Buy like tons of figures, but now they were limited it to only one per person of the specific exclusive. So I got both of the exclusives last year. It was Batman Beyond and then the the Punisher. Oh, nice! And so I got both of those. But you have the you have the Batman Beyond too, right, Scott? Yes, yeah, yeah. I I like the Batman Beyond. He is freaking awesome, isn't he? Yeah. I always feel like no. I don't take enough pictures of him sometimes because I can't. Do the figure justice in a picture, it's so good. Yeah, he's a pretty awesome figure. Now, if uh, if we're at Comic Con and we see you, are you up to, to talk? You up to get to get interviewed? Oh, for sure. Because we're going to be around trying to find all everyone, everyone yeah. we can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me know. I'll be. Now, have you have you heard of or yeah. seen Beast Kingdom figures? Sorry, you kind of cut out. Oh, have you heard of or seen uh, the Beast Kingdom figures? I have. I have a couple of them. I have. What are your impressions of them? I, you know, I, I like them. I like. I think they're they're quality figures. I have. I got the actually got the Deadpool Egg Attack one oh. last, last year at Comic Con, and I got the Wonder Woman exclusive at comic-con too last year you know they're they're cool figures i, I like them um i kind of not into the more style i'm not really into the stylized figures like the egg attack ones as much like i remember i mm -hmm. used to like them i have like a couple like clone troopers and stuff of them but i just i kind of kind of don't like that style nowadays but i think they're really quality figures and they look nice and they're unique for sure and with that the wonder woman one you have it's Pretty impressive uh, face sculpt for as cheap of a price point as the figure. Oh, totally, correct? totally for you know for what they what they are. It's definitely a, a quality figure. Yeah, so hopefully we'll have some new stuff to show you to check out when we talk to you at Comic Con. <laughs> oh, nice. But that's nice. interesting that you said that about the egg attack because we definitely I've been tempted a few times to get one of those and see what what they're like. They're cool. They're very unique figures. They're cool. Um, they're really fun and playful, and I've you know a lot of people shoot them well and do fun shots with them. But like I don't, I I I've had the Deadpool one like opened, and I just haven't ever like been inspired to shoot him yet. <laughs> we need an archetype Batman. <laughs> I know, right? He'd be so cool. We'll we'll let Scott be be a petitioner for that. I'll, I'll I'll do that. I'll literally ask them in person. Please make an egg attack Batman. We'd love to see one. Now the another thing I got to ask about is how happy are you with the uh, with the 
with the diorama, you just got the Star Wars one because I'm absolutely loving the pictures you're shooting with it. Oh, that's the diorama is awesome. It looks per like it looks perfect. Yeah, it's great. I you know I I love the the space walls, but I kind of feel like I've shot every shot. <laughs> like, you know, I can't think of anything different to really shoot. So it was fun to get a new diorama to try new things and kind of it's pretty modular so you can do different setups and move it around and kind of get different angles and so and it, it's pretty cool it instantly takes me back to the original original stars. Yep. love it yep it look, yep it looks great except for you kind of mixed up the genres with darth maul it's all right <laughs> <laughs> still a beautiful shot <laughs> and he darth maul visited tattooing yeah it's true that's true Middle-aged Obi. And Dark Side made, made an appearance with the Dark Side. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, I love that shot too. Yeah, that was, I thought that was a funny shot. Well, bef before we go, we want to make sure you uh, are able to plug anything that else you're... You're a part of Exclude Collective as well? Yeah, yeah, I am. You know, I... I tutorials and i really like what they do and check out exclude collective and check out what is litra gear what was that what is litra gear litra gear is those lights that i do that i use oh, okay. oh, cool. now check out check out the litra gear and share their lights and i highly recommend those as well and if you use the link in my bio, you can get 20% off. So they're pretty, pretty great. I, um, I definitely want to check that out after looking at your picks. Yeah. I, I, I really like them They're You know, they're fun to use. They're powerful and portable and they're small, you know, kind of. That's all them around and do a lot of things. And since they're so small, they can fit within the photos pretty well. Even hide them too. So. It's nice. And it's nice for, you could do them for outside shots as well. Yeah, I have used them outside, even in the dark, because they're pretty, pretty strong. Oh, nice! All right, well, if you have any anything else to plug? Nope, that's about it. Uh, Scott, any last words? Uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. You know, it's um, it's been a big pleasure, and it's fantastic to discover new accounts as well, because you're an account that I hadn't discovered yet. So, um, you know, I'd like to say thank you very much for your time. I've, it's important to support others so i'm thankful to have found you it's great yeah it's great for great for having me yeah i definitely uh i've been wanting you on for a while i love your the pictures that you do i love just the amount of uh, time and effort that you see that you put into getting your pictures right and getting them the way that you like and if you guys aren't following him you definitely need to again his handle uh instagram is at SWITPIX, S-W-I-T-T-PIX, P-I-C-S. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show, Spencer. Thank you for having Hopefully, me. Hopefully, uh, what we do is we have uh, the our guest on. We have him come on about every five or six months. So if you're down to come on again, we'd love to have you. Sounds good. Just let me nice. know. Nice. All right, perfect. All right, we will uh, We will definitely – See you at conference. Yes, oh, that's yeah, the – that will be a blast. That will be a lot of fun. <laughs> Hopefully not in line for three hours, though. <laughs> hope not. All right. Well, this has been DC Figures and Collectibles. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending in your messages, uh, letting us know what you think. 
And especially after last episode, a big thank you for all the listens. Uh, we hope that uh, you continue to enjoy, and we will talk to you later.